guys, welcome to the latest episode of this unbelievable life. Today, I have longtime friend with me, Whitney Muncy. So she's going to be talking about sustainable forestry today. But along with that, I kind of want her to tell us a little bit more about her business as well. We've known each other for years in the wedding industry, and she is just a phenomenal florist and advocate for, for plants in our area. So Whitney, I'm just going to turn it over to you to let you roll a bit. Sure. Well, hello. Thanks for having me on. So my name is Whitney Muncy. My business is Emerald Design. So I started out with weddings and um, as a studio-based florist, which means that I was working from a private studio and just doing special events, mainly weddings. Um, and then um, I started a little bit of growing flowers. And with that, I had um, more people asking for more everyday arrangements. And so I worked into adding um, a floral subscription program during the growing season. Um, and then uh, my lease ended on some land where I was um, growing things before. And so it was a great opportunity to open a shop. So um, almost a year ago, it was last March, opened a shop downtown on Main Street. And so at our shop, we still do weddings and events. We still have subscriptions, but we also do everyday flowers and have a flower bar and have plants and gifts too. But we we really try to focus a little bit on having those local flowers and using sustainable techniques, which makes us a little bit different than other florists in the area. So today's topic you said was going to be about sustainable floristry. So dive in and tell us just a little bit more about that and what that is and what that means. Sure. So a lot of people would think that it would be a very green, environmentally friendly in the floral industry, but there are some things that happen that are not as green and environmentally friendly. So I'm just trying to counteract some of those things. One of the things is up to 80% of the flowers in the flower trade are shipped in from other countries. Now, we are always gonna have imports, especially certain times of the year. And so it's not saying that we are going to completely move away from them, but we really try to focus on having some local flowers whenever possible because those have a lower carbon footprint. Also with the local farms, we know that they have, um, have good practices, they have good practices for their employees and they're not using chemicals. And we don't always know that from when we get flowers in from other countries. So, um, and I like to say it's kind of like a tomato. So if you eat a locally grown farm tomato in the summer, it's gonna taste a lot different than if you bought something in January at the grocery store. So it's kind of the same way with local flowers. They last longer. They're also more fragrant most of the time because one of the things with imported flowers, they breed them so they can um, go through that importing process. And one of the things that's sometimes taken out is the scent. So that's a, kind of like a good thing for having local flowers. But beyond that, we try to do um, some other things. So we don't use any kind of sprays or dyes on our flowers. That's just something that we chose not to do. There are special spray paints for flowers. And so we're just not using those. Um, and sometimes, you know, if you'll go like to a grocery store or something, you might see like a turquoise flower that's been dyed. They don't happen in nature. <laughs> so we just don't use those at our particular shop. Um, and then um, we also don't use floral foam. And that's a big thing. So you've, if you've gotten flowers before, you might have seen that green brick of styrofoam. And so that is a single use plastic and they're finding it in our water streams. And so um, we just choose not to use that because of course, floral foam hasn't always been around, you know, long before floral foam, they were still designing with flowers. And so we just use some of those other methods. Most of the time we use chicken wire 
So chicken wire holds in the things, which is what the foam does. The home foam is holding your stuff in place. So we just ball up chicken wire in the vase and it does the same thing, but that chicken wire can be reused. Or also that water is just cleaner too. So flowers like clean water, just they're kind of like people. They want the right temperature and they want to have clean water. And so um, that keeps the water cleaner too, because it's not getting that dust to those particles from the floral foam too. If you've ever had something with floral foam, if you pour that out and you see all the green stuff, you know, the water's just not as clean. So we use that. And we um, also are always looking for other little things. Um, we make tiny little switches. Like um, if you get flowers and they have the plastic card holder in them, we're using bamboo card holders instead because it's just an easy way to, um, you know, make that little switch, have a little less plastic. We don't use the plastic sleeves for bouquets. We use craft paper and that's recyclable. Um, we encourage people to bring in their own vases. We'll fill their own vases. And then we sell vases that we think they'll want to reuse because, um, you know, everybody kind of gets these really standard vases and you get a whole cabinet of them and you think, what am I going to do with all of those? So we try to, um, sell and give out of vases that we think people will want to reuse too, because reusing is the best thing we can do for the environment, um, even more so than using those products. And in our store too, we also try to just carry some products that we know come from um, great companies that um, have a focus. Some of them give back to environmental products. Um, and so, yeah, we're just always looking for new ways to be better. So going back to the carbon footprint that you were talking about, and this this mm -hmm. is what I have in my mind, and correct me if I'm wrong. So if those are being shipped across the country, they're probably being flown or mm -hmm. driven. So that's is that where the the concept of the the carbon footprint is coming from? That they are using so much fuel to get them yeah. from point A to point B, whereas locally, um, you know, locally grown flowers aren't traveling as far, which would lower the amount of carbon emissions, I guess, yes. would be the right term. Um, yeah, so the top two them. countries that we get for, um, flowers from in America are Colombia and Ecuador. And so those are put on planes and they are shipped here. Um, so obviously that's a long flight, you know, and then um, they're overnighted because they need to stay as fresh as possible. And so then they come into certain hubs. The majority come in through Miami. Um, and then, of course, they're put on either other planes or in vans and trucks and then shipped to wherever they need to go. So there's just a long traveling process, whereas I can drive across town and just get some buckets of flowers from a farmer. <laughs> well, and that, that, too, speaks to the concept of, of purchase in the USA versus another country. I did not I had no idea they were coming from that far away from completely different countries, but then going into the concept of of shopping local and supporting local. So 100%, you know, it sounds like not only your shop but who you're getting your supplies from is is predominantly if not all local. Yeah, and the farms that we um also get from locally, although not certified organic, are not using more of those harmful chemicals. So they kind of grow like organically, but not certified organic. So you know, I know that they're not using pesticides and herbicides and things like that. So their their flowers are really safe to touch. You don't have to worry about um anything. You don't have to worry about kids getting a hold of something, putting in their mouth, or a pet putting something in their mouth. Um, I just, it's nice to know where they're coming from and um, that they're just really safe. Well, and that just sounds like it, it falls along just along the lines of like best practices, best practices for, for somebody in your shoes. And it, that's wonderful that you're doing that. 
Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add to, you know, do you have anything upcoming? Um, you know, what else, is there anything else you'd like to share while we've got you on for this one? Yeah, so we do have a lot of things upcoming. Um, so we offer some classes in the shop. Um, they are kind of just when we can fit them in, because obviously if we have a big wedding we're doing, we're not going to have a um, class probably also that week. <laughs> but we have our um, one-year anniversary, and that's going to be on March 17th and 18th. And so we're going to have some different things happening at, in the shop at that time. We are also doing an Earth Day event um, along with Six and Zero, who is our neighbor, in our parking lot right there. Um, Earth Day is on a Saturday this year. So that is April 22nd. And so we'll be doing that. Um, we have some other classes that we haven't like completely nailed down on <laughs> timing yet. But some are going to be flower-based, some are going to be um, plant-based, like with house plants, and we also are going to have some yoga um, also coming up. And so all of those are always put out on our social media. So we are on Instagram and Facebook at Emerald EVV, Emerald Design on Facebook. And we also have an email newsletter. And so if you'd want to sign, anybody would want to sign up for that, that kind of helps because you never know if your social media posts are seen. So um, anybody can go on our website, which is emeraldevv.com. And on our homepage, we have um, a, a link to sign up for our newsletter. I send out no more than three a month. So um, I'm not I'm going to bombard you every day with emails. <laughs> but yeah, so and we're always looking for more suggestions too. So if anybody ever wants to learn about something, they can contact us. We do private classes as well. Like I have um, a women's group coming in in a few weeks. I also have a Girl Scout troop coming in in a few weeks too. So we're happy to do stuff like that. Um, and the local flowers are starting. So we cut the very first daffodils this week. We don't have a ton yet, but we'll get more. Um, I personally grow 16 varieties of daffodils. So there's more than just the plain yellow ones. There's all different um, whites and peaches and double daffodils and singles, different sizes. So we'll have a lot that more of those coming in. And we got um, locally grown pussy willow today too. So um, whereas right now, a lot of our flowers we have in the shop are still on the imported in because we don't have greenhouse growers here. So we don't have the winter flowers, but um, we're starting. And by the time we hit June, we will be all local flowers until we get to first frost, which is usually in October. How exciting. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this information today. And again, if anybody has any questions, wants to sign up for a class, be sure and check Whitney out online. Um, and with that said, thank you all for listening and have a blessed and wonderful day.